This is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is Mike Mignola, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 83 part two of our doctor who 50th anniversary celebrations my name is jay i am your host i am the jedi ross please excuse me while i fleck my back great men are forged in fire it's the privilege of lesser men to light the flame Hey kids, welcome back. The party keeps on rolling. It's a very exciting month. I hope you all enjoyed part one of our celebrations. Uh, I'd like to thank guest Adam Hawks for joining us and shooting the shit about the who. Uh, We got ourselves pretty worked up and excited for things to come. The moment is coming. All the way over from Geek Love Radio, co-host of Naboo Brew. These are podcasts on the Points of Interest Podcast Network. He is our good friend. He is Francis, the other guy, Fernandez. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. Of course, uh, when I decided to do this, you're the first name that came to mind. Uh, (laughs) You know, you and I, well, you and I have, uh, we've talked some who in the past. Unfortunately, it's been at times when we've been talking with other people who don't give a shit. Right. (laughs) Right? So this is our chance to gush on about the the Doctor Who. So what I want to do is um, I'm going to give you the platform for a sec here and get the uh, obvious stuff out of the way that we did last week. Basically, how'd you get into Doctor Who? Who's your favorite Doctor? All right. Well, uh, okay. So we have uh, our public broadcasting system over here, our PBS, that actually aired some pretty old uh, versions of Doctor Who. But that's not what I saw, actually. (laughs) What I ended up watching were uh, versions of the Doctor – the Tenth Doctor, uh, the episode of the Tenth Doctor with Donna Noble. Okay. And those were my first episodes that I actually got exposed to Doctor Who. And I didn't think twice about it. I saw maybe one or two episodes and I just kind of brushed it aside. And then uh, all of a sudden on Netflix, uh, they had the se- entire series. And I thought, you know what? I saw it once before. It's on Netflix. I might as well just try it out. Just try the whole thing out. And I started from episode one and have been hooked 
ever since. And uh, I'd have to say my favorite will have to be David Tennant. I mean, he was essentially the first one I saw. Um, it's some, it was, it did pique my interest just a little bit, but apparently not enough to keep watching until it came out on Netflix. And then, uh, right, right. Christopher Eccleston, he, he kind of, uh, took the reins and I, I've been in love with it ever since. And my favorite series or season, however you want to call it, are the ones with David Tennant for sure. It's a weird thing because I remember back in the 90s when they brought it back with the TV movie and then I remember Eccleston Yeah, they started with him in 2005 and it was weird because you remember Doctor Who from from PBS which you know mm. in Canada we had the same thing here they played it on PBS and uh for me it was I I came in real late I've only been getting into Doctor Who for like the past year Oh okay <laughs> and uh actually uh, I think we're. I thought you had gotten into it a little earlier than that. Uh, Adam, our guest last week, he actually jumped on with Eccleston. Yeah, and no, uh, I I was pretty late. I think mine was two thousand eight nine. I think. Yeah, um, I was two thousand ten. It wasn't until Smith came in that I really started watching because I just I adore him. Um, just him as an actor, mm-hmm. mannerisms, personality. I just he's. It's so weird because I'm a fresh fan. But, but that's not the only reason my favorite doctor is Matt Smith. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, It's not just because he's your first, essentially. It's because you actually like him. As a yes, <laughs> which is right, because I have done my time in this past year. I'm one of those people who, when they get into something, I, I dive right the hell in, right? Right. Uh, Star Wars. That's why I love all the pedias. The Wikipedia, the Whovipedia, you know, mm. they're just amazing. I could sit there and read them like a book. Like I just right. go from I just go from blue link to blue link like like oh what's this oh what's that supposed to be so I've been doing that extensively with Doctor Who for the past little while and it's led me into watching like all the old specials so I've seen a lot of the old specials you know two doctors three doctors eight doctors nineteen doctors like all the right. shit like that you know right and I really did I enjoy older doctors one thing I consider about the series is that the writing has been at the same level of excellence maybe barring a season here or two maybe the 80s or such but it's it's such a high quality that you could take the the scripts from back then remake them today and they'd be just as good sure yeah you know like they'd still work basically right that is something that I notice about uh, Doctor Who. Even when I've been rewatching the older ones, I think this is yeah I've got, done my second run through since the beginning. I did it this earlier this year. I was just going through uh, Eccleston on, and it doesn't feel dated. It doesn't feel <clears throat> it doesn't feel out of place. It actually still seems uh, appropriate, even if you're seeing uh, Rose with a little Nokia phone. It doesn't yeah. seem to quite click, even though she's with a little Nokia, because it's all around the world. It's all through different parts of of time that you just you you can't uh, look at it and think, well, you know, this is ah, this is a old stuff. I don't care about this stuff anymore. But it still holds today, and that's pretty. Yeah, cool. even going back like to the old old stuff, you know, like like I, it, I watch old sixties seventies episodes mm-hmm. of Doctor Who, and it fits still. I will have to say that, yeah, that's true for the second Doctor. The first one, I'm having a hard time with. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Really? He's he's up there for me. I love uh, the first uh, Doctor. Second Doctor was the one where I'm like, okay, I, this still works for me. I'm still good with it. But the few uh, the few uh, 
I guess long. I don't know. They're long episodes. They're like an hour and a half long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of the uh, the first Doctor, I was just wow. I just couldn't. I couldn't watch it. It was yeah. it was really a struggle. <laughs> I think that works because uh, what the deal is with the BBC in uh, because they're they're funded by the government, right? Uh, right. They don't have commercials. Right. Yeah. So the reason that if you ever see, I don't know if you if it shows on Sci Fi, but our Space Channel here has been playing the marathons every Sunday for like the past few weeks. I have right. 64 episodes of Doctor Who on my DVR. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I've just been going through them like like hand over fist. So it's amazing that they've been like doing that, you know. Nice. But they didn't have commercials, so I think that's what accounts for the weird timing. Yeah, yeah. Because we put in the commercials and stuff, you know? So, but I, I the second doctor's my least favorite. He looks like a Larry or Moe <laughs> to me. Like, even his face. Like, when he makes that scrunched up little, I don't know. But, like, I, right. I, I like things about him. I, I shouldn't say I dislike him, but he's my least favorite, I should say. He's, he's the angry doctor. I mean, he's the one that's... Yeah, but I like how he plays the recorder and he's kind of a goof yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. Wasn't a huge fan of the third doctor either. He was a little too stuck really? up to, he, he for was, me he was the martial artist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his funny little uh, judo moves i thought it was great um you're right i mean he was he was the father figure for sure in in that series yeah or season he, yeah and uh the car he had what was the car bessie <laughs> Be- yeah bessie i'll have you know this is a card of great character i was very lucky to get her are you really going to drive about in it yes yeah, certainly I'm nearly finished with modifications, but we might take her out for a trial run in a minute. Yeah, who can, yeah. he had his own wheels. The, oh yeah, God, his own wheels. Come on, it's pretty good, eh? Yeah, I don't like so, it. So, um, did you have a chance to see the new trailers? I did. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I know that the, uh, I believe the entire show is what, like, seventy minutes long. I believe it's seventy seventy-five minutes long. It's not really two hours. It's and still, it's going to be that long? Yeah, it's going to be longer than a regular episode for sure. Okay, and that's awesome. Um, I don't know how they're going to fit that all in. It looks like a ton of stuff is happening all at once. And I'm really curious how they're going to fit the the war and just everything yeah. that's going on. It's meeting the other doctor, uh, meeting Queen Elizabeth I. I mean, that's going to be weird. It's yeah. just going to be just a lot of stuff. But I really, really – I, I, I kind of wanted to avoid the trailers, but I really like them anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched them the day before they came out when they were leaked off the Latin American pirates leaked. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Got a copy and leaked it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Latin American pirates. Yar. Sure, certainly. Or I guess El Yar. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, see, see. <laughs> So uh, you're right. There is a lot in there, but I can kind of see how they're going to make sense of it. I I think even though we see the the time war going on, I think it's uh, I think it's flashback. Yeah. And but then again, who I don't really fucking know. But you know, you're yeah, you're right. There's a lot to put in there. But some things I'm surprised they showed were pretty obvious looking. Like mm. when they showed uh, John Hurt's doctor in front of that big red button. Mm-hmm. That pretty much is probably the thing he presses to end the time war. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't even care what they've given up because <laughs> it's going to be so thrilling and amazing. When you saw those doctors comparing sonic screwdrivers. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, and uh, David Tennant, or the, oh, okay, the Tenth Doctor, commenting on the redecoration of the TARDIS. Oh, you've redecorated. I don't like it. I thought yeah. it was great. Mm-hmm. I love that they already are, at least in this trailer, showing the kind of rapport they already have, and I like it. Well, that is a direct homage to the Second Doctor. When the oh, really? Second Doctor came into the TARDIS with the Third Doctor, uh, on uh, what was the on the Five Doctors? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one special there on the five doctors. When he comes into the TARDIS, he says that to the third doctor. Oh, I can see you've been doing the TARDIS up a bit. Hmm. I don't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so see. I think that's a fucking cool little nod. To, you know, I think there'll be more history in it than we realize. Yeah. And I, you know, it's going to definitely satisfy a lot of the hardcore fans for sure. Um, to be able to see a lot of uh, probably a lot of parallels and a lot of uh, references to older Doctor Who. Well, they have a lot to explain from old stuff that they cannot ignore. Like what? Like the Veil Yard. Oh yeah, yeah. The Veil Yard cannot be ignored. So right. I went researching a bit, trying to figure out more on the Veil Yard and what people were saying about it. Right, and there, and most of the things I heard were, it doesn't make sense, but you can't ignore the Veil Yard. And then I was reading an interview with Stephen Moffat. And he said, you all missed something when talking about his regeneration limit. Mm. So something happened at some point that people are missing or not fully understanding that has happened that's going to explain something away. But for the Veilyard to have existed at any point, Mm. he has to have existed. Right. So after Capaldi, there needs to be a Veilyard. Right, at some point, yeah. Unless yeah. that wasn't a fixed point, I guess you could say. Right. I thought anything that involved the Time Lords became a fixed point. Just like that's why uh, that's why uh, the Eleventh Doctor couldn't avoid his death, because that was a fixed point in time. You, it was just unavoidable. Yeah, um, I watched a really heavy episode, uh, Tenant episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm loving what I'm getting into now is I'm watching the episodes after when he's going alone after he left Donna behind. Oh yeah, and he's just <laughs> fucking. He's a mess, eh? He's a fucking. Mm-hmm. He's an evil time lord mess flying around. And right. when he goes to, uh, where are we? Oh. Totally losing train of thought. Bring me back. Bring me back. Uh, you. Uh, it's oh, I don't know. Feels it's like I just and... regenerated. And I'm not <laughs> sensed. It was a dark version of the of David. Oh yeah, character. he's. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, he he went to the the first human Mars colony. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. And yeah, they yeah. all died. They all had to die in the end. And he's like, I have to leave. And he kept trying to leave. And then he had a moment before he got back to the TARDIS where he's like, I own time. And he like has a whole crazy fucking, he loses it. And he goes mm-hmm. and he saves them and changes everything. And he's like, I'm the last time Lord. I make the time laws. And he's like fucking flipping out. There are laws of time. And once upon a time, there are people in charge of those laws, but they died. They all died. Do you know who that leaves? Me. It's taken me all these years to realize the laws of time are mine. And then at the end, the chick shoots herself. She shoots herself, right? To you know, because she somehow knew it was wrong or whatever, you know. So even he's right. He he can't beat a fixed point in time, you know. 
yeah, I mean, because something will happen to make it happen to make it turn out that way, and that was oh yeah, those 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 uh I guess movies uh, short movies that happened after uh, Donna left, <laughs> those were rough. Yeah, um, the even cool the one where it was the doctor though when he uh, Jefferson Lake, the guy who thought he was the doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. that one too. That was really really cool, and that's the governor, eh? David Morrissey, I think his name is. Yes, yeah, yes, the governor. Yeah. Who completely off topic? Did you see Walking Dead? I don't watch Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Season one. Oh, I'm sorry. Season two was what turned me off to Walking Dead, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's unfortunate. I know. That's... I know. Because everyone loves it. People are saying it's so much better now. They're, it's it's heavy right now, man. It's not like plot heavy. It's plot heavy. It's hard to explain right now because it's not moving fast, but it's not moving slow. It's moving heavy. Like, mm-hmm. there's some shit you're feeling right now. Like, stuff's going down, and you're like, oh, God, that's making me think about things I'll never have to in life, so why am I? <laughs> but anyways, right. I digress. We're not talking about zombies. We're talking about <laughs> fucking time lords and shit. So. Sure. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, those. Uh, it's very exciting, the things we got to see in there. I mean, Tennant and Smith are such different doctors, you know? Like, Tennant was such a, as Smith puts it, such a swashbuckling, like crazy man like he was you know right he was the uh i would say the the tony stark of, of yeah. uh, doctors I that's a say. good comparison yeah i almost looked at more like the peter pan of the who's you know oh yeah sure yeah even though i would i actually would put uh i think i would actually put matt smith in there in that category because he does have that youthful you know youthful he doesn't to him. he's not as adventurous mm. i think he's far more curious than tenet was mm-hmm. uh tenant's kind of looking for an adventure sort of thing but yeah. uh smith is just he's he's so curious i think that's one of the things i love most about him he's 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 portrayed the curiosity part of the explorer traveler better than most doctors have i mean eccleston did do a very good job of he was just about traveling he wanted right. to get around so that was pretty cool but he was a messed up doctor and, yeah. uh, but, but Smith, he's just like that childlike curiosity, you know, and then he can flip it 180 degrees and be just that evil time Lord that tenant was <laughs> once in a while. You know, I yeah. love the, di- the difference of how Matt Smith can, he's his scale of the doctor's like emotional capacity is mm-hmm. far beyond any of the other doctors. I think I, well, okay. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, he definitely had he definitely had a lot more range than than the ones previous. I'll have to admit, but I don't know. That makes me wonder then, because with Capaldi coming in, you know, the, just the looking at the guy again, I don't know how he's going to work out as the Doctor. But he kind of looks like the more serious, more uh, Eccleston like, uh, you know, Doctor. I'm thinking least. he's going to be House esque. House? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh... <clears throat> I think he's going to be more that old school British fun humor. Like, okay. uh, I think he's going to kind of take it back, but still do it fresh. He's obviously going to be an older doctor. They'll probably yeah. make jokes about that in the beginning. Certainly. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. But I think it'll uh, be a very, I think when he's fun, it'll be fun. But when he's smart, it'll be smart. But I, I don't know. I see him playing it very kind of house-like, like Sherlock yeah. Holmesy in a way, you know? 
Well, that's the thing is that I don't know if they necessarily have to have him be funny because there have been doctors in the past that weren't necessarily humorous and they let the companions take over that part. And he was just more of the, you know, this has to happen. This has to get done. This is what, you know, this is what we need to do to save the world, to save the planet, to save these people. Uh, they won't take the no. They Don't won't take so? the, not as long as uh, Moffat's running things. Mm, okay, he's too. He has too much fun with that. That's it's. I think it's become because he, the new series they are something unto themselves, separated from kind of the old pre eighties shows, right? Right. And I think that's become a part of the show that it would be too weird to lose. You know, because even yeah. like Eccleston could be like kind of wacky at times, right? Oh, he was. I mean, he yeah. had uh, <clears throat> despite being you know very gung-ho about things uh-huh. he had a ton of moments uh-huh. where he showed a lighter side or you know he was showing that he was warming up to rose or whatever and it was just yeah it was very humanizing for the doctor to be that way but at the same time i'm thinking yeah there it wouldn't i mean i guess it could kind of hurt the series if they did go back to a to like the third doctor who was a little more he was the most serious doctor there was yeah. was definitely the third doctor he right. was he, he would never crack a fucking joke that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's always and he was the tardisless doctor for a long time too right right he was in exile yeah yeah so, yeah so working in that laboratory and stuff he did eventually get the tardis back though right Right. And he was no. like, all right, screw you, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and Unit was all like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's oh. like, all right, I'll hang out a little while and help you out. <laughs> do you like that? Life? Who, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, the one that, it was the, he was there the entire series, that one guy. Um, the Lieutenant. Brigadier? Brigadier, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I can never remember his name either, but he's the Brigadier. So yeah. <laughs> I just remembered his that, but yeah, uh, him and... Uh, What's her name? I want to say Sarah Jane was there too. Yeah, Sarah Jane Smith. Yeah, I mean that's amazing that she went that far. Like, you know, she spent her whole life like on that show, pretty much. You know, for the most, for the most part, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. she was young. Well, here's the thing too: is that she was much older than she looked when she died and was on those shows. If you notice, she didn't move a lot. Like, she acted older than she actually was physically. You know. And oh, she was, that? like, 70, eh? Okay. Like, it, she was really, really old, and she didn't come across like that at all on the show, except for when they were all running. She was, like, kind of running weird and slow and old, you know? <laughs> well, I didn't. I actually didn't know she was 70. That's Yeah, she was really old when she when she just passed away there a little while ago. So, yeah. you know, if I'm super wrong about that, I'm sorry to any <laughs> yelling at this podcast, but no. I'm pretty sure I remember being shocked at how old she actually was. Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't that young when they started, when she was like 20 or 20s or 30s when she was first, you know. What was it? The fourth doctor was her first, I think? I thought, no, I thought the third was her, was her first. Was it the third? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It would have been the yeah. third. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's fairly early, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to see. But uh, I watched the episode the other day where it was why was it happening again but it it brought back all the companions okay oh uh oh, it was the one where he is he makes a double a doppelganger it was the one where donna he's got to leave her alone yeah right that was yeah. epic episode man first they bring all the companions together for that episode you know 
here's yeah, and here's the thing. I, this is what I liked about at least the the two previous incarnations of the Doctor before Matt Smith was there was an, a, a huge ensemble cast that kind of came with the Doctor in the end. You know, like especially Tennant. Yeah, especially Tennant, where he was able to bring back everybody. You know, yeah. and and you don't get that for some reason. And I kind of miss it is you don't really get that with Matt Smith's Doctor. You don't really get that. Well, here's you know here's uh, the, the previous companions stopping by and saying hello. Now you can you know the pawns will never be seen again. They can't be, based on what happened you know. And and now you you know you can't get them back anymore. You can't technically, you can't double dip into the previous companions either because well those are technically tenants and and Eccleston's companions. You really can't double dip with them either. It's just so sad that you can't really get these people back. J- Captain Jack Harkness never comes back. <laughs> never see well, him again. Well, it's been a while since we've seen. Hmm. Has, has Harkness ever done, uh, has he ever been in a Smith one? He hasn't been. No, not Never? Since, never. Never. That's, yeah. that can't be right. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been. And for some reason, it just, I don't know why, but he's he's just not... He's not even in the 50th anniversary. I mean, they really don't want him in this series for some reason, or at least this version of it. Maybe he'll be in the next with the next Doctor. Well, but... technically, his character is dead. No, no. Well, yeah. he dies in five million. I guess he dies as the the face of Bo in That's the year right. five million. Yeah, very funny that John Barrowman ends up as a big a big rubber heat in a jar. <laughs> but technically, he can come back. I mean, he has enough. To, to actually do something in between. And he's been doing, I believe the last Torchwood was last year, maybe maybe two years ago. So, I mean, he's still doing shows and he's still doing something in the uh, Doctor Who universe, but it just hasn't been in relation to this Doctor. Even though I do believe Matt Smith made a, a cameo in Torchwood or at least was mentioned in Torchwood. I don't, I don't I want to say that. He made a cameo for sure on Sarah Jane Chronicles. Yes, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah, I didn't see the whole episode. I actually just saw the part where he kind of morphs into the guy, and then she's like, mm-hmm. Doctor, it's you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you're kind of right there. It's kind of, you know, I, it's a shame in a way. I wonder why they wouldn't just uh, – but he has had his own thing going on. You know what I mean? Like right. the Amy – the Pons was a very special relationship. You know what I mean? He's never had a threesome like that kind of. Uh, not with the recent one, no, but in yeah. previous, yeah. He has. Yeah, but they would just be like couples and they wouldn't really explore the dichotomy too much between the three of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they really dove into that with, with you know, the pawns in the, in the 11th. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was really cool. And But I think one doctor's wife equals many companions. And Smith got to have River Song, and I think oh, yeah. that is that's an epic love story in a way that wasn't even a love story. Like it right. ends up like he realizes, yeah, I love her by the end, mm. but it's too late at that point. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and they did have a lot. What's sad is they never showed the episodes. Or they never at least put out on regular television those webisodes where he goes out goes out on dates with River Song and actually has like has a relationship with her for a brief stint, but it only happened in like several six minute episodes that were on. Oh, uh, really? I didn't on the internet only. Yeah. I feel like I've seen one. Yeah. They did a lot of internet based web webisodes where he had some adventures with the pawns that never showed up in 
the you know in the actual series or the had yeah, like I said he had a situ- he had a relationship with River that never really showed up in the actual series so you don't get to see the relationship develop and why they care so much about each other because it's never put into the actual series yeah it's it's, it's a weird. weird thing to have to look at the fact that okay you've got eleven doctors right mm-hmm. and you've got nine hundred and three years to have to split up between them right <clears throat> so it's weird because. In our minds, it's they're only a couple of years a doctor, but each of those doctors has existed for at least a hundred years each, right? Right. Yeah. Give or yeah. take. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think? I don't know if you've heard much about. There's some crazy theories that I started reading into about okay. who the doctor may actually be. Wait, may actually be? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, may actually be? May actually be is when. The Time Lord Society was developed. There were three. Okay. There was uh, Orion, uh, Rassilon, and the other. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of theories, well-supported theories, that the Doctor is the other. And, the orig- okay. Yeah, and he may actually be old enough, the first incarnation, that he may actually have helped, you know, found the Society. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty wow. out there theory, but then it, they supported it with episodes and, you know, mm. and scripture and fucking shit. So. Sure. I, I mean, it would make it would make much more sense to me. It's like, why is this the one Time Lord that gets to survive and live? And why is this the one Time Lord that we get to follow in his adventures? Because it he's would, that big a deal. It would make sense as to why his name is a secret right that too yeah you know like why is his name a secret they all say oh the one who can never be named they can never answer doctor who like what question or whatever why mm-hmm. <laughs> what happens if he says his fucking name like you know river song whispered it to tenant right yeah you know right. and the world didn't the universe didn't collapse in itself or anything like that so i don't understand why the doctor's name it's so important not to know who he is I yeah I mean it doesn't really I guess maybe that's a writing thing <laughs> maybe that's just a storyline thing is it could be but I mean you got to be a ballsy time lord to wipe out the entire society and the entire race of people who maybe you created which might make it easier and yeah I mean technically he still didn't wipe them out I mean you know in Not that completely limit, I guess. Well, that whole what, that whole council still exists in between time and space and dimension or whatever. I mean, uh, uh, the one that he re- resurrected in the uh, in the oh, last yeah. battle against uh, yeah, the ones he tried to come out of the time war so they could you know be in the future and shit. Right, and yeah. so I mean, they exist. He didn't kill them off. He just put them somewhere put where them they can like be in the beached. time vortex or some kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And I was also disappointed at a, a, a character. They've never gone back to Jenny and the TARDIS <laughs> from from Tenet. Like, you mean the Doctor's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? How do you ignore that? I because they're married. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. She cause... flies away. He thinks she's dead. I get that. Right. Right. But she knows he that she's not. Right. And how the hell? And they always say things like, Canon, Canon is a bitch, man. Because mm-hmm. like it's been said before that they could, he would sense if there were any Time Lords out there. Right. So he should sense that his daughter's still alive. 
Yeah, but he didn't even sense that the master existed, even even though he was in that pocket watch. He didn't even sense that. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. And technically, uh, River Song is a t- of made of Time Lord stuff. Didn't even sense her. Yeah, I guess so. This is true so. too. So I guess he's just a fucking liar. <laughs> you know, when you're dealing with that much comp- complexity, it's hard to keep it all straight. Like, it, you... it must be, man. I mean, the stuff they're going to have to deal with, although it doesn't have to go that far back because of, you know, this Time War didn't exist till the new series, right? Right. Time War didn't, yeah, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Uh, so if they just concentrate on that Time War, they don't have to go like too deep. But I've heard we're going to see like Doctor and Master as kids at the Academy. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah. that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be a bad thing, though. I don't know why they'd go back to the Master if he's gone. <laughs> like, I don't know why they'd dip yeah. their foot in that, in, in that pool again. Well, it's been done before in uh, those audiobooks. Right. And they have actually gone to the Academy and this and that. So I don't know if that means that they have to worry about that as canon. Like, I don't know if it's the same with Star Wars fans, like as Star Wars fans as it is for Doctor Who fans. Because Star Wars fans, books are canon. Novels are canon. Mm-hmm. Don't write a novel if it's not canon. No one has, no one will. It doesn't work, right? Like, they're very... That's This is a very expanded universe. I don't know if Doctor mm-hmm. Who... Whovian, like, serious Whovians are... You know, do they consider the audio plays as canon as the TV show, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Because there's also been TV specials where... Uh, there have been other doc. I mean, I think there yeah, was another they doctor, count yeah. the the one with Peter Davison, the time crash. That mm. I know is officially counted as canon. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and that was super cool. That yeah. actually that that takes place between one episode I can't remember what and the uh, Voyage of the Damned episode, the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that you see the ship break through the TARDIS at the very end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that. So. You know, it was really cool that they did that, man. And that's his own father-in-law, too, right? Right, yes. <laughs> and Jenny is that guy's daughter. So, I mean, that's the thing. Oh, you know, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, so his real-life wife is playing his <laughs> his daughter? In the Well, they weren't married at the time, but they met in that episode, the doctor's daughter, and now they're married. That so Jenny and Tennant. I don't know what I her didn't know is. she. I I didn't know she was her. Yeah. Wow, that's a revelation and a half. <laughs> Tennant's married to her. He seems yeah. even less gay now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah they, Did they you ever married. see him in that uh, movie where he played that English scientist who proved uh, Einstein's theory of relativity or whatever? No, I haven't. I no. Or D, he proved one of his things. Well, anyways, David Tennant plays this uh, the guy who basically mm. made Einstein famous. He conducted this experiment, and it proved one of Einstein's theories, which made Einstein famous. Okay. And Andy Serkis plays Einstein. Wow. Beautifully, okay. I might add, like absolutely wonderfully, he plays a young Einstein. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Tennant plays the scientist, and he's gay in it. And does such a marvelous job. I hadn't watched any Doctor Who when I first saw. My first David Tennant exposure, other than Harry Potter, was okay. as this gay character. And he was so superb, it took a while for me to adjust to thinking that Doctor Who wasn't gay. Oh. <laughs> or David Tennant. Like It was one of those, like such a good performance that I thought he was gay. 
I was like, right. that kind of mannerism, that kind of feeling, I don't know if you that, – that doesn't seem fakeable. He was so, so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was just – it was unreal. So when I heard he was like actually married and married to Davison's daughter, I was like, oh, okay. So he is straight. Mm-hmm. And now he seems even more straight that I know that that hot little blonde Diddy is his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> – yep, that's her. She yeah. seemed pretty young though, no? Uh, yeah, I think there, I think there's a little bit of an age difference, but not like not 10 years, but I know there's a bit of an age difference between the two, which is weird. You know, I, I mean, speaking of age differences, I, it's kind of weird to notice that he looks older. David Tennant looks older in the, uh, in the, uh, trailers. Oh, did you think? I didn't notice. I did. Yeah. He looks a little more gaunt for some reason to me, but okay. I, yeah. And I was watching that stuff and thinking, oh, yeah, he looks a little looks a little <laughs> looks a little older. Hmm. I'll pay attention next time, but that can always at least be explained away, like he did with the Davison and the, you know, them being oh, yeah. together caused the other one to look older. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. That's so, a, I mean, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, what do you think about Eccleston being such a dick? <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, you know, there's He's a lot a of dick. People. He is. <laughs> And uh, of all the things to regret ever playing or kind of wished he never did, I would think Doctor Who would be the least because it's so beloved. He's never just be- quite said that. But the way he acts. Exactly. It, like, it's, it's like so, he regrets uh, that role. He's the fucking Harrison Ford of the Doctor Who universe. Right. That's what he, he's fucking dick. <laughs> and it just makes yeah, and it just makes me wonder what what about it really is there to hate? I mean, what what is it that that he really dislikes about the fact that some he's actors, so man, are just so hung up on not being typecast that they just cannot fucking handle it. I was really surprised that he went sci-fi again and he's in Thor 2. Yeah, and you don't even I mean, that, you could tell it's him, but it's just it was horrible. <laughs> oh, really? Sorry. You didn't enjoy it? I did not. I wow, you're my first negative uh, thing I've heard. Everyone's loved it so far. I look. I I here's the thing, real quick on the Thor thing because it does have some Doctor Who tie. But yeah, uh, Eggleston was fine as a villain. Uh, he didn't have enough screen time in, uh, personally, I think. But it was just a mishmash of. It felt like a filler episode. Like it didn't need to happen. It just, oh, it, okay, yeah. It feels yeah. like it's a, it was a, a movie that just didn't have to happen. I do right. think Thor is the weakest in the Marvel uh, franchise anyway as a character because it's just hard to, you know, it's hard to kind of humanize a god. Yes, uh, yes. And overall, I it was forgettable. It was forgettable, and I, know, I, I, I saw it on Friday, and I still can't – or I saw it on Saturday, actually, and I – Really can barely remember what happened in that film. Wow, I was a little, I was disappointed. The thing you might that be I like loved, me, you might be getting over Marvel. <laughs> I am a little bit. I am a little bit, yeah. but I will admit I did really enjoy the sneak peek to Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that. Oh, is that what the uh, trailer moment was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> okay, no, I don't go right ahead. And it was it was good. Was it was it tied in or was it a, a sneak peek? Was it a? It, it was a tie in. <laughs> <coughs> oh, there's an edit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. <laughs> so it's same universe. It is directly tied to yeah, everything actually, going on in the Avengers universe. Yeah, you see Sif and the other guy 
uh, handing over or something. Sure, and... I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, okay, okay, and in other news, um, <laughs> we're going to take a Batman moment. <laughs> this is our Batman moment. We have to step away from the TARDIS just for one moment because something far too fucking exciting has happened in the world of Batman for me to not talk about on the show this week. Okay. On Saturday, I watched the Yahoo Man of Steel uh, Q&A fan thing that Kevin Smith hosted. Oh, yeah. How was it? Zack Snyder. It was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, he even – Zack Snyder didn't have the balls to bring up the – he mentioned the Avengers when ex, when defending the destruction of Metropolis. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, he said, you look at the two, like, you look at, like, New York got fucked up, right? Sure. And it was all fun and games. It was jokes and laughs and uh, adventures jumping around, knocking each other around, making one-liners. And New York got, like, decimated over, like, half the city, right? Sure. It's ridiculous. Man of Steel, he was like, we've always been trying to go for this real thing. So if you look at the wide shot of it, it's like a four-block radius that got destroyed in all of Metropolis. It's it's centralized, right? Because okay. it was the one fight. And he said – and Kevin Smith made him give him a number. How many casualties? And he said 5,000. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. And he's like, we thought about all these things. Everything you guys said. You guys said, why did we kill Zod? We didn't need to kill Zod. The only ever, the only time there's been a code of ethics for Superman that he doesn't kill is on TV and in the movies. He has mm. been killing in the comic books for years. It's Batman that doesn't kill. That's Batman's thing. He's the one who never will kill. Superman has no problem killing fucking evil aliens to defend the Earth. He's done it many times. Okay. And a lot of people say, okay, how come when it came down, down to that moment, he had to kill him at that moment when he could have done something like fly away or, you know, I don't know, turn his head or something. It was when Zod was about to kill that family that mm -hmm. that's when he realized and accepted that at this moment he had to make the right decision and the decision to save Earth. And he killed Zod. He's like, Zod has to die. Right at that moment is when he decided Zod had to die. And it was only because he made that decision coincidentally at that moment that he killed him like that, right? Okay. And then he let out that gut-wrenching scream for having killed that killed the dude, right? Like one of the most emotional moments of the movie, you know? What happens at the event of end adventures? They fucking Iron Man has a scotch and they make fun of the Hulk, like Right. You know, so I really appreciated the fact that he got the chance to explain those two things and did such a good job of it because, you know, I got that's the one thing that bothered me the most is like no one said a peep when Avengers came out. And New York got destroyed. Well, the defense for the Avengers, at least, was that there was, you know, they were working towards crowd control and that they were working towards uh, saving people and that you actually physically get to see you know, uh, Captain America or one of the others saving people. You don't really see that in Man of Steel. You just see him running into buildings, destroying uh, property. You don't see him picking up somebody, putting them to safety like you do with the Avengers, which I think right. is the biggest uh, criticism. And I, mean, I can kind of understand that. But also when you're going for a more realistic situation, you got a one-on-one -on -one fight. You got one guy fighting another guy who is has all his powers – and has mm -hmm. been trained and genetically modified to be a warrior for right. like years, right? So everybody complained about Superman Returns and it being, uh, you know, he never threw a single punch in that movie. 
So, right. you know, in this movie, they were like, okay, he's going to punch everything. Right. You know, and he kind of did. So, and then and Zach and I was like, yeah, and he's going to learn and there's going to be consequences. Like if 5,000 people died, he's going to take that to heart and, you know, he'll evolve as another Superman. So my whole point of bringing this up was nothing, no info about Batman versus Superman came out of this. Nothing, <laughs> okay. right? Okay. Except inadvertently, God bless Kevin Smith. <laughs> right. After the thing was done, Zack Snyder pulled out his phone. Like he was about to show him a picture of his kids. And he's like, come here, man. And he shows him a picture of the new Batman suit. Oh, man. He, Is shows, it out? Him, he shows him a picture of Ben Affleck in the Batman suit. Oh, no, is it out? It's no one... not out. Oh, okay. They might even be pissed he said this much. Oh, boy. Okay. And he said that he weeped. His knees got ne- got like, he got weak in the knees. He mm. he was like weeping and like ready to, he was like, no time had he felt like that since like years and years and years and years and years ago. And uh, he said a name. He goes, the only thing he said is it's, it's something-esque. It's very something-esque. But on this was on Hollywood Babylon, by the way, that he was talking about all this. Mm-hmm. They bleeped it out. Oh, they did? Yeah, they actually bleeped out whatever the fuck he said. I think he probably said Frank Miller. Oh. Right? But uh, he said it's never been done before in a movie. They've never gone this direction. You've never seen this Batman in any way. Oh, cloth costume. I um, betcha, yeah. It's it's yeah. the gray. He's going to wear gray, dude. Yeah. You know it's coming. But, but but it's not armor. It's actual, like, whatever, spandex cloth, or something. <laughs> I betcha it could be clothy for sure. It could, yeah. you know. But I don't know, man. I'm I just, wouldn't mind that. Yeah. So he's got everybody a buzz. So info kind of inadvertently came out about it by Kevin Smith's fat mouth. But yeah. thankfully it happened. So I just I had to get that out. I had to discuss that it's such an amazing thing that they're going to do this. Like Kevin Smith was even assuring all you people who hate it, no matter what, are even going to like this. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Smith is a huge uh, supporter of Ben Affleck, you know, for obvious reasons. But I don't know. I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything negative but i'm going to reserve judgment until i actually see absolutely of course i personally i'm a Zack snyder freak so i have i i always trust trust in zach that's what i do Mm. so i have a feeling (laughs) those two things together i just i have a feeling it's going to come out so that was your bat moment for the week kids there you go oh but uh (laughs) (laughs) well thank you (laughs) so i watched a lot of cool episodes though man i've been i've been tearing through them and uh yeah i'm gonna be getting into some matt smith ones that have been going on but they've also been showing that doctor who revisited yes yes which is like they show the older ones and they had the uh the 96 movie on I haven't seen it. I need to see that. That's the only thing I haven't seen. I haven't seen it all. I got to sit down and finish it, but it's very, very odd to watch. And it's a strange occurrence how that worked, man. Because, you know, the reason for that being made was they were going to turn it into an American TV show. Right. And Which is course, a bad idea all around. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work, you know. So thankfully it didn't work in a way, but... Well, yeah, but what threw me off was seeing, you know, the Seventh Doctor get shot down by a bunch of, like, Asian thugs. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up, eh? I'm like, yeah. I've, that wouldn't fly in a regular no, Doctor no. Who episode. No way. It doesn't so see that. a lot. It's weird. But he's he somehow held his place, Paul McGann, because he did a 
ton shitload of those audiobooks too, man. Those mm-hmm. audio plays. Yeah, he has actually one new one that just recently came out, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah, a sequel to a series he was always do- already doing, but I don't know. I have to see the movie. Uh, you've seen more of it than I have. I mean, I've only seen that intro. <laughs> I haven't seen I've seen up that. till the regeneration. Oh, okay. So you saw like a few minutes after me. Yeah, then. I didn't see yeah. much at all, but I've also seen clips here and there. And it's just the weirdest thing about it is that Eric Roberts is the master. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And like, because the master has re- run out of regenerations. Right. And he takes over Eric Roberts' body. And it's what? not a regeneration, <laughs> but yeah, he's able to somehow take over Eric Roberts' body. So Eric a... Roberts is the master. So it's a possession then. Yeah. He possesses a body. Exactly. It's a really mm. fucking weird idea. But, you know, it's, it's, it's in there because people aren't going to deny a doctor, you know? Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> That's the biggest question. How are they going to explain how Hurt is a doctor and ignored and doesn't count? And, oh, it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't count. It's just that he wasn't the doctor. That wasn't his title. Maybe they will reveal that he was, you know, the other. I mean, that would be a that would be a huge deal if they if that was uh, something they find they reveal in in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They need to make it big. I mean, they need to make it to where to make an event that's a 50th anniversary. You can't just simply be, oh, well, here's this guy. Yeah. You know, there you go. Because yeah. <laughs> I think of the other actually, you know, I've had a memory trigger there that he might have appeared in something. Oh, really? They actually found the other. It was either the other or Orion, but one of them was like stuck in a time thing or something, and they freed him, and then he fucked a bunch of shit up. I don't know. There's so much to fucking remember. Oh, my God. I love this. I love having (laughs) an ocean of awesome shit to swim in. You know what I mean? It it, it is a huge universe. Like, Star Wars is kind of in a weird way on hold. Well, it is also – yeah, I mean – Nothing new is happening. I have Kenobi. I have that book to read still, which I was supposed to read with Christy. So I don't know what's going on with that, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> right. But I'm going to read this Kenobi book either way. But other than that, Star Wars is on hold for like two years. Mm-hmm. We ain't getting nothing. We get this Rebels TV show, which is kind of weird, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Sure. But, you know, as far as like books or this or that, I don't. there's not going to be a plethora of Star Wars shit coming out. Basically, this cartoon's gonna have to hold us over for two years, right? Yeah, and I think you it know? could. I think it can. Why not? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But Doctor Who is like, there's so much coming at you. It's like, oh my <laughs> god, like it's not ever stopping. You know, there's all these books now and audio books and oh oh. <laughs> I think that's the you know, if anything, that's the weirdest thing about Doctor Who as a phenomenon because it's unlike other kind of sci-fi fantasy nerd. Uh, kind of genres uh it's picked up a lot of momentum in the last couple years and it's not with just unlike other i guess fandoms it it hasn't just uh uh, it hasn't just hit the new audiences but it really has hit a lot of the older ones that just want to come back and like yeah well this stuff is happening that was the most brilliant thing it's the oldest thing there is it's 50 Mm -hmm. years old what the fuck else is 50 years old anything Anything in science fiction can you think of that's that old that is currently this, that popular in any uh, way? No. Godzilla, I mean, maybe? <laughs> fa- no, for I mean, real. Godzilla was around that time. The first one was made in like the 50s or early 60s. 
Right. But it's still Godzilla is, is it isn't maybe as f- like full of info, but it's lasted 50 years that they're making another one. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. They're doing another reboot of it. But to have a continuous story and a continuous storyline that can be jumped back and forth over 700 plus episodes of, of a show. It's mind-boggling, man. It's fucking insane. It's oh yeah, you're not gonna find that anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, nowhere else is this gonna happen. Especially, it's Britain too. You know, like mm-hmm. Coronation Street, the mother of all soap operas. You know what I mean? Doctor <laughs> Who is like the father <laughs> of all fucking sci-fi shows, man. I'd have to say that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah. You're not gonna find anything else. That's absolutely right. Because I used that. My my Highlander is done. There's you, you can't. <laughs> You can't teach me anything about Highlander lore that I don't know at this point. <laughs> okay. Okay, me and Connor McCloud, me and Duncan, we're like this, okay? You can't mm-hmm. see me as I'm, you know, crossing, crossing my fingers. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot die, McCloud. Right, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like, I've been re- there's nothing left unless they start making new Highlander, you know, material. Yeah. That universe is over for me. The only thing I could do is go back and enjoy you know but there's no there's never going to be surprise for me left in the highlander world nothing new i ever discover unless they reboot it like they're talking about or do something interesting right uh, yeah and reboots they uh, yeah reboots need to stop that's all i had to say is reboots need to stop but you're yeah. okay they do <laughs> okay well i think they just need to be more selective i think certain things like star trek proved it can be done and done well and proper right sure yeah that's true it, it really yeah. it's but you it, it's true it's they're not selective enough about what deserves to be rebooted mm-hmm. what's worth putting the time and effort you know in into what's earned the stay <laughs> that's but yeah <laughs> you know yeah, exactly that's why I felt unfortunate about that Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe. It was a brilliant movie. He was an amazing Robin Hood, but it didn't do well because I think people were just like, oh, another Robin Hood. Great. You know? You know what? After Kevin Costner, it's just like, what else is there? <laughs> yeah. What can you do, I guess? Eh? Yeah. You know, once you have that one Brian Adams song playing in the background, you think, I'm done with Robin Hood films. Can you That's imagine how much of that was played here? <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> it was every third song on the radio. Oh no! <laughs> we have uh, Canadian content laws, right? Okay. Uh, so on TV and the radio, there's a certain amount of of you know the content has to be Canadian. Uh, you, you can't just show like if you're Canadian channel, you can't just show 100% American stuff. So uh, if if a big Canadian thing hits you hear it a lot because they'll be like oh we got a hit this will make up for like 25 percent of our canadian content needs and they play it every like three or third song and you're like oh it's not as bad as it used to be canadian music is you know there's more selection and variety than there was once yeah but but still back in those days it was like if brian adams had a hit you were hearing that every fucking five minutes you were gonna hear that hit i feel so sorry for you (laughs) Yeah. yeah, we heard. It. I thought I heard it enough, you know, here in the states, here, hearing it every other hour. But now to, yeah, oof, that is rough. I mean, it's not a bad song, but to hear it all the time, it was, <sighs> it was a lot. <laughs> Same thing with Avril Lavigne when that fucking, oh yeah, the right. complicated when the first song came out. Good night, that fucking shit. <laughs> See, you know, that this means that you don't want. Because once Canadians have success, like Canadian superstars have success, it becomes inundated in your society, and you're 
screwed, man. You're screwed because then that's all you hear. Well, no, we just see. don't want them to get big in America because once they get big in America, that's all we fucking hear. All you fucking hear is Drake. Like, fuck off, Drake. That's right. You were on Degrassi, right. man. You know, like, fuck. <laughs> you were the dude in the wheelchair on Degrassi. Yeah. Don't try and fucking rap at me that you're a fucking thug. You were a fucking neon, fucking fluorescent color pant wearing motherfucker on TV. The best part is that you know most of the, the most of the kids here don't know that. So yeah, you know, fucking retarded. Like, don't tell me Justin Bieber's Canadian. He was like thirteen, sitting on the fucking stairs at City Hall in fucking Stratford, Ontario, because his parents were like, "Go busk, make money." We're yeah. 28 and fucking have nothing. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. We do have a tendency to push uh, Justin on you guys for sure. Yeah, and you know he was gone. He's been gone since he was like 14. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't peg that shit on us anymore. He's fucking gonna be there almost longer than he's been here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, back to Doctor Who and the uh, and the special. Uh, I have my ticket for the IMAX 3D. Oh, they're not fucking playing it anywhere here. Really? Yeah. I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping something pops up in Toronto. Yeah, because I have. But here's the problem: it, it airs two days after the need uh, the international release, so it's oh. actually on the 25th. I'll be watching it, not on the 23rd, which is well, kind of annoying. But you're gonna and you're gonna hold out. I am. I mean, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna. I I I paid the 18 bucks for the ticket. I'm gonna watch it on yeah, IMAX 3D. Damn it! <laughs> I would do both. I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I could not watch it. I I may do both. It I would mean, kill it, me, man. I can't because one of the coolest things about it is the whole world's watching it at once. Yeah, you know that's the hard part to not be part of that. Imagine what Twitter's going to be like a minute after it ends. I know I have to avoid Twitter oh, altogether. Oh, I have to. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think you should do both. I may. I may. I, I just can't miss this experience. It's not going to happen for another fifty years, man. No. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't even uh, well, care that I'm peer pressuring you right now. I don't <laughs> care. I think I'm do as your friend. I think I'm doing the right thing. You're, in in all know? honesty, I do the same thing. I am doing what the first. doctor would do. <laughs> That's what I'm For, doing. <laughs> it is. It is a one. Yeah, it is a global phenomenon that I have to experience on the yeah. day it happens. But it yeah, I mean, happen. it's gonna be cool. But either way, you know, the fucking 3D is gonna look awesome too. Yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to that. So, well. There you go, kids. Uh, again, of course, that's November 23rd. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe here it's at 2.50 p.m. in the afternoon Eastern Time in North America, which I guess would make it like fucking 11 in the morning for you, wouldn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah fuck. So, <laughs> Jesus, that's fucking it. Because I guess primetime evening in, the, in Britain's when they'll be playing it, I think at like 7 or 8 or whatever. So we get it like, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, I can live with it. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's cool, man. It's I love when the, it's just like when the GI Joe the movie was on for the first time. It was on like a Saturday afternoon or some shit, <laughs> you know. And the, everybody and all the kids and their parents sat down and watched it with them because Don Johnson was the voice of Falcon, and they thought that was cute. And then fucking at the end when Serpentor throws the cobra and it goes through fucking Duke's chest, and for the first time ever you saw blood on GI Joe, and every kid in the world went. <gasps> 
<laughs> I fucking never forget that shit, man. Oh, man. It's one of my favorite fucking 80s childhood moments. But uh, this is Francis uh, Fernandez. Tell them uh, where you at and everything. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Sorda Geek, where I uh, tweet uh, incessantly sometimes, but not all the time. You can also find the blog, which holds all of my podcasts, Geek Love Radio, since, uh, well, Geek Love Radio, Critical Moment of Awesome, and Nabu Brew. All at sincere.sarcasm.net. You can find it there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's more or less the one-stop shop. And, of course, a proud member of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Wonderful. It was an absolute pleasure to uh, chat the who shit with you, my friend. Oh, yeah, certainly. And, uh, yeah, everybody, that's it this week for part two of the Doctor Who party of an Mm -hmm. elegant weapon. And we'll (laughs) see you next week for part three. Uh See you then. Good night. No, yes. Bobby, if you don't chew big red, then f*** you.